Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Black Eyed Peas podcast. We're just a bunch of Black Eyed Peas fans up in here. Just kidding. It's sneaker history. How you doing, guys? I'd say if only people could hear what we talked about, but I guess that's a little taboo. Eh? Favorite Black Eyed Peas member? Oh. Nice tie-in. <laughs> I like it. Will I am's mine for sure. Mike, you're a Fergie fan, aren't you? Absolutely not. But best moment is when she sang the national anthem and people were like, this is bad. Yeah. This is well, absolutely was... terrible. Mike, I think you're Apple the Apple or however you pronounce it. I'll take it. Hey, <laughs> anything better than Fergie. No, but I mean, we all know Angval is Fergie. It's just <laughs> you know, how much he wants to admit it to a general listening audience like the one we have. But in their immortal words, Robbie, let's get started. Yes. Because <laughs> the party is here. Um, people, we're going to have a great little talk about the new Kobe Bryant 8 Pro Tro and kind of what that means for the rest of 2023. Before we jump all the way into that, got a little rocking and copping. And since I'm already talking about rocking and copping, I'm going to go ahead and show off the first shoe we had today. Um, it's the fade to black Kobe 6 and this nice greenish gray color. Um, got these before the death and they were not a million dollars. So that's cool. Um, another Kobe six comes out this year. So we'll talk more about this model, but, um, and when it comes to rock, um, copping what I want to cop, um, there's an Alexis Sabalone signature shoe that dropped a couple months ago. There's some new colorways by Converse releasing now-ish by the time you're hearing this episode, they might be on converse.com, but it's the AS one female skateboarding signature shoe. That's a powerful statement right there. Um, comes in beautiful white and navy colorways. Super clean, super classic. Um, kind of reminds me of that Puma um, from about a year and a half ago, uh, like like the lifestyle. Mike, I, I think you have a pair. They, they, super, it's not a suede. It's not. Oh, the slipstream. Yes. Yeah. The um the first part of the overlay kind of reminds me of that yeah. shoe. So it's a good oh, look. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what are you rocking and what are you looking to cop? 
I got a, one of those deep cuts for people who like 97s. It's going to be the Royal Foam Posit 97. And look at <laughs> from our discussion earlier, Robbie's going to do with a new pair of shoes by the end of this episode. Um, but <laughs> what I want to cop is going to be that same color scheme, actually. It's going to be the Reebok Blue Toe, but it's the alternate color when the leather is black with the Blue Toe. Uh, it's coming out on the 18th, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely one... I've been interested in just to get that alternate play instead of the the normal. What you got, Roy? All right. Roy got stuck. That's what he got. Hey, pause it. There right you go. I keep, I keep hearing you guys come in and out. Like you guys both get frozen for thirty seconds. So if need be, this is where we started off. But I'm assuming you guys already did both rocking and coppings. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so for my rocking. I am rocking the SB Pink Dunk, the AKA the Hitman's. Uh, you know me, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I've got that and my CM Punk shirt because I live my life a certain way. And then as for what I'm hoping to cop, I am trying to keep my pockets relatively empty right now because we've got tickets to the US Open, so I'm hoping that there's some sort of goodness out there that I can also bless myself with, so. Dude, I'm jealous. US Open tennis, golf, what is it? The U.S. Open in tennis. tennis. Uh, so the only requirement I have is I hope to see young Wolverine himself, Carlos Alcaraz, because my goodness. Like, have you guys ever watched a athlete and think, this guy's playing the wrong sport? Because this is the first time I've felt that about a tennis player, because I think this dude could have been a dominant shutdown corner if he grew up here, but instead he grew up <laughs> in the mean streets of Spain, and he's become a tennis prodigy. So, Look, all I request, if you meet him, just get that man a decent haircut, because somebody's doing him dirty right now. You don't like the Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey? I like get that man a fade because he's just got it's like a helmet on his man head. Skill, the man's a killer. Haircut, somebody killed him. Help him. They don't want to be so, helped sometimes, Mike. <laughs> they want to watch the world burn. <laughs> he needs some VC. He needs to upgrade his uh, his player attributes visually. <laughs> <Tattooing a fade. laughs> um, man, speaking of a fade, was there ever a more beautiful fadeaway jumper than that of one Kobe Bryant? The Bean. The Bean. Beano, as I like to affectionately refer to him as. Um, we finally have official news. Um, we're going to have some Kobe 8 Protros. Uh, that didn't quite make Mike very happy because he was expecting a brand new shoe. Look, he's like, look anybody who read that social media post by <laughs> Nike teasing a new model in an iconic Kobe line. I'm like, oh, cool. Or new, I'm sorry, new shoe in the iconic Kobe line. What do you think? Don't lie. What did you think? I thought it was also going to be a new shoe. Thank you. No, semantically, you guys are both right because it kept referring to a new model in the Kobe line. We keep hearing about the Kobe brand, and essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a Protero for the 8. Does that warrant its own skew, or does that warrant its own classification? That's not for us to decide. I'm just happy we get new shoes in the Fair. office of old shoes, if you will. Yeah. Got beat on the technicality on that one. I sit there watching it live for like however long, it was like an hour. I'm like, it ended. I'm like, well, that was a uh, anticlimactic for me. <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely is its own skew. Um, there's a couple, a couple small and minor changes to it, right? So the tongue is quite different. They went like a Kobe four shaped and mm -hmm. logoed tongue versus the snake wrapped black mamba kill bill logo the original kobe bryant logo um and it was a much thinner perforated tongue with like mm -hmm. sharp edges i think all of us have worn a kobe 8 and know how uncomfortable that tongue was uh i'm gonna start off this conversation about the tongue i don't think they should have changed it or if you're going to change it just make it less sharp 
Do you guys care that the tongue's different? Does that make a difference to you? Because the Kobe 4, uh, 1, 4, 5, and 6 were all pretty fucking spot on, like, yeah. design-wise. I mean, that's the purpose of a pro tour, right? To improve on things that were irritants or weren't as good performance-wise before to get it up to date. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Didn't bother me. Um, I did. You know what? I'm sitting there thinking back. I, I played in Kobe for a while. I never had an issue with the tongue. But I guess, like you said, you might have, so maybe more often than not, it was an issue. So they fixed it to make you happy. I mean, I think that's the other thing I think back when I look at the Kobe line in general, the one, four, and five do have that rounded tr- uh, tongue, but the eight didn't. So is it almost kind of revisionist history, or are we also going to fall privy to the fact that two years from now, they're going to hit us with that marketing campaign of, you know, you wanted it. The tongue is back to being angular because strike hard, strike fast, Kobe eight. Yeah. They might catch a slipping on that one. No, I can definitely see them, Nike, doing something like that. So the debut colorway of the Kobe 8 Pro Tro on 824 is the white halo colorway. Um, they've noted that they're going to do a halo addition to a Kobe model annually for his birthday. A um, couple highlights here from sneakers. Uh, it'll, deba- it'll debut the halo colorway that has the Mamba you know, Kill Bill logo throughout the midsole. I don't know if you guys caught that, but it's yeah. 3M Reflective. Um, partnering with Nike Basketball, Vanessa Bryant, his wife, imagined and created the Halo shoe concept and launched as a way to honor Kobe's birthday each year. The Halo concept will be an annual release, like I just said. Um, designers replaced the Lunar Lawn midsole with React Foam, allowing for better comfort and responsiveness. How much, how long can shoe descriptions just be responsiveness and comfort? That's been like... 30 years in the making um uh, allow for better responsiveness and comfort and creating a more durable overall design that i'm curious about um also updated is the herringbone traction pattern so the embroidery of the swoosh and the embroidery of the swoosh on the upper and the mamba logo on the tongue i am wrong the halo will release on his birthday 823 not 824 so if i can ask a possibly dumb question does the halo just denote that this is going to be a triple white colorway going forward? Sounds so like it. almost the complete opposite to the fade to black pack, if we're being thematic about it. Yeah, I would say so. I would reckon. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it is what it is. I just know that that type of shoe is probably not for me, just because of the fact that your boy's a sloppy Joe when it comes to what he eats and how he eats. So That's if true. you guys need, like, if you need my entry in the raffle, go for it. But I'm just happy we're getting the possibility of Kobe's. I think this is something we've been shouting out ad nauseum about what, for what feels like even prior to his untimely demise. It's just it, we were all able to notice the writing on the wall. Kobe's were getting harder and harder to get and unfortunately it culminated with his passing. But I'm hoping that this ushers in a new era. And the other thing that's intriguing to me is about the fact that they're exclusively referring to this as a brand. Now, I don't think they're going to go full Jordan just yet, but... What do you guys see as the trajectory for the Kobe brand as we know it right now? Honestly, nothing at this point. I think it's just going to be shoes released because every athlete who should have been a Kobe brand athlete, uh, Booker, Sabrina, uh, DeMar, I mean, I guess DeMar still could, honestly. Uh, there's a lot of people who are exclusively wearing Kobe's. I mean, even Anthony Davis could still do it, I guess, if you wanted. But those a lot of people are getting their own signature now. So unless they're going to go with this new wave, maybe – couple rookie classes from now sign into a Kobe line. I think it's more just, Hey, we're going to be bringing back Kobe's in a 2000, what 2000, 
2014, 2015 clip to where you can walk in and get them, which I'm hoping. It better, because for me and maybe a lot of other listeners, this is like a line in the sand type moment, because you know, I've mm-hmm. been burnt on every Mambasita shoe. I mean, every, any release since he's passed. And wrote it, just to correct a little bit, Kobe's yep. were available until he was wow, this till his heart was beating. Yeah, you could buy Kobe's whenever you want. Yeah, sitting. The second <laughs> that man died, just this for the listeners, I know what you meant, but it's just like, damn. If they keep doing, if they now have years of research saying like these sell out in a nanosecond every single time, and are absolutely insane, like they have access to the internet. If Nike doesn't do something to scale the release of these shoes, I'm going to be over it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I totally get that. And I don't want to speak on behalf of Nike. And I also don't want to speak on behalf of the general Kobe buying public. But I just remember when I think the Kobe AD NXT came out. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a RoboCop. But I think that mystique of Kobe is still prevalent. It's mm. something we always kind of talk about where the minute he had a new shoe, there was a surge-like ability to say you know what i want that shoe because if kobe has blessed it then it's going to meet whatever performance requirements little old me has so that's where i am happy to see to your point and to mike's point speak it into full night's ear more kobe's the better more is more we're all going to be happier because i think as his death goes further and further the more the connection we have to him as an athlete and to each other as a kobe loving community grows and i've made a lot of great friends now just because of the fact that i noticed a Kobe tattoo, or I noticed the most random lunch lady having fire Kobe shoes. So it's just like, that's something that's always going to bind us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was able to buy three, literally three pairs of Del Sol Kobe one pro from the Nike yeah. outlet on MLK, like literally three pairs with the box top ripped off for like a hundred dollars, hundred twenty dollars each. Oh. So I'm not saying it has to go that level, but just a little bit of availability. Like, I walked in and bought the 81 point pair from a footlocker, just like sitting there. It was like, oh, okay. They didn't have many sizes left. They just happened to have mine. But it, the fact that it was still something there, so you could have, you can grab yeah. it. I remember when the uh, the fours first dropped, those were pretty easy to grab. The only ones I had trouble getting were the fives. The Chaos fives were, those were, and I think the Bruce Lee's came out before his passing, right? Yeah. Those three were the hardest ones to get because I think they made those limited just off the rip. Because those are already kind of limited to begin with, like in their natural or not the chaos, but the uh, their, their natural release back in the day. But other than that, you can walk and get the draft days. You can get the uh, that playoff the black colorway. You can they were just sitting around. Uh, yeah, those know, draft just, days were everywhere. Yeah, like they couldn't sell they couldn't sell those things to people. Like they were trying to give them away. It's wild, and maybe each of you have had a. I think, Ro, you have a Protro, Mike, I don't think you have a five or a six, but the sizing of the, of the shoe is so much different. I'm wondering how the eights, if, if eight's going to, if it's going to fit true, because the eight normally, you know, it wasn't a bulky model. There was a little bit of breathing room in there, but if I have to buy, if I buy a 12, which I bought in a Kobe eight originally without any issue, and I need a 13, that's also going to be a little annoying. Like it's been a decade. Like, come on. Sixes. So I had the I had the All Star Sixes, uh, the Pro Tro. I sold them because they just didn't, they didn't. I bought a ten. I wore a ten in the originals. I had I had the old Concord ten, which I'm sorry, Concord six in a size ten. Easy, cool. I bought the Pro Tro of the All Star game. 
fit like it was like snatching my foot. Like I couldn't like I it, it, I couldn't play ball and it was too tight. Uh, I ended up selling it, so I feel like I'm gonna have to go half size up because I. I mean, I can't say this for sure because I don't have both in front of me, but I feel like that React drop-in may be thicker than the Lunar. I'm of the impression it is thicker, so that's what I'm also kind of wondering. What is the science going to be when it pertains to our foot size? Historically, before there was even a concept of a Protero, I tended to size up with a Kobe more than I did any other shoe just because it felt a little bit narrower to Fred mm -hmm. Flintstone Jr. over here. But then at the same time, Who's to say? Like, we do have to trust Nike basketball in terms of the performance aspect of the Pro Tour, and I think they're going to get it right because, if nothing else, I know everybody is still a fan of Kobe and they want to do right by him. Yeah, and no, they definitely want to have people, and people want to be in these shoes on the court. So I think that that's going to be the opposite of, like, a no offense, like the the, the Alpha Force, right? The, uh, the like, Billy yeah. Eilish joints were just, like, made with plastic. They're not expected to perform, right? No one's going to go try to play in the Alpha Force in 2023, yeah. but a Kobe 8 will be seeing that time. Uh, it's interesting because the Kobe 5 OG, I had in a size 11.5, I had a size 12, and they both fit just fine. And now I have a size 12 of the Protro 5, and I have to... It, they're Bruce Lee, so I just took the, the midsoles out, I mean the drop-in soles, because... Yeah. I can't get another pair of those shoes easily, so I'm not going to get rid of them, <laughs> but I'm also not going to not wear them. So you figure it out. Um, so with that said, there's also supposed to be the reverse Grinch Kobe 6. So looks like they're going to be hitting different models like a Jordan brand would, right? They hit different signature shoes throughout the year. Um, do you guys want to see the catalog open up or kind of keep it more to, to one or two? per clip or however open long you want to stagnate it. Open, open it up because we've do it. Give the Jordan treatment where I look up and I'm just like, boom, Kobe again. I'm, I think I'm being selfish though. I'm not thinking with a company mind. I'm thinking with Mike wants to get every pair of Kobe's he can get his hands on because that was my favorite basketball shoe to play in. Cause I, I plan on, I mean, of course there's someone who's going to wear, but I, I like playing in them and being able to just get access to, Oh, look, they dropped the one this week. They dropped the, four five whatever they're gonna was it one four five six eight is what they're working on right now they said i open the floodgates man and it doesn't have to be just retro colors if you want to do new makeups you want to bring some of the old stuff back cool mix and match i mean honestly the reverse grinch does nothing for me i don't i think that's kind of Ooh. generate a hype behind it would you call it the reverse grinch but cool i i mean someone wants it and i hope that person gets it I, there's certain ones i have my eye on but me give the jordan <laughs> give the jordan treatment let let them let them be free for me it always comes back to kobe's storytelling if the story is told right go ahead and bust it open as many a rapper has said in their prime but there are certain inalienable truths that i'm really interested to see do they keep up with that because i think the press release i read said they're going to prioritize the eight the one the four and the five which feels about right i don't think that there are going to be too many people clamoring for the likes of the two and the seven but then at the same time, the six almost gets relegated to this one shoe wonder because I can't think of as iconic of a colorway except for maybe the Grinch for the six. So if they're just going to keep making the six Grinch or different deviations of that, the panda dunk of the Kobe line, I'm going to kind of roll my eyes at it. But I'm also going to try to clamor for as many mm -hmm. as I can get. They're going to have to go with the things like the Barcelonas. They're going to have to go with the things like the OC uh, All-Star Weekends, uh, OC All-Stars, because they had that whole All-Star list that he kept going different ones through that that month or whatever, uh, or that week. So they're going to have to go through some of the deep cuts with the sixes, I feel like, some of the PEs. 
or really hard to get things and make them, I guess, available. Yeah. Um, we'll see, I guess. I would love to see, now that they have everything worked out with Vanessa and the estate, go release more Del Sol Kobe 6s. Like, you know, like this, the white with the black and yellow clip that are yep. like $800. <laughs> uh, they need to go back. They need to go back and start re-releasing the stuff that's been unobtainable over the past year and a half. Like there should be more Mama. Go back and release more Mama C to fours. Release more Mama C to sixes. Um, Chaos fives. Like Mike was saying, he, that was a really hard one to get. That's not on the slate. They have ten shoes here leaked um, for the next uh, kind of upcoming until you know, summer 2024, but I would love just to have that kind of engagement with the stuff that has been released and was super limited for no reason, right? Like why yeah. a light bulb, it wasn't light bulb, but the Del Sol, um, no, it's a light bulb, right? Whatever. Um, the white, yellow, black Kobe six. That released... I said they're both Del Sol. I think there's one's like white and one's black. That's all I, I think. I think the black one's the light bulb and the white one's the Del Sol. Oh, okay. It's 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 semantics. The the, the Kobe's <laughs> that are black, white, and yellow. Um, those shouldn't be eight hundred dollars. Like that should yeah. be something that I could get. You could get right now. Um, the reverse Grinch, I think, is an absolute banger. But then we have interesting retros, right? They're not going to hit us with crazy cool things off the jump. We have Philly Kobe fours. We have Venice Beach Kobe eights. I mean, that's the thing I was going to kind of say. If we go off of that screenshot. It seems like a good opening salvo if I'm the Kobe brand because I think that first year is just going to be full of people clamoring to get that opportunity to purchase Kobe's again. So I think we're going to bite the hand that feeds in terms of, yeah, give us anything. Uh, the most ironic of ironies to me is the shoe that it seems to get the most hype around is the Venice Beach 8s, which when they released as a general release, that was probably the most general generic release of all time. It's just like those sat for, I want to say, people's entire high school career. Like I would still stumble upon them two years, three years after the release. And now to me, it's going to be quite the adjustment to think these are coveted. These are someone's grails because that's the power of Kobe and that's the power of marketing. So we'll see. Nothing really catches my eye except for maybe those Grinches. But then again, it's also because I don't think I have a pair of sixes. So if I'm going to be a completist with my Kobe collection, I do need to get a pair of sixes. Yeah. I mean... Just simple things that, again, if they're going to get released just these basic colors, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But bring us things like the Dark Knights, things that, you get, like you said, set around. Uh, was it the, I don't remember the name for it. I always called the Avatars, but the blue camo with the, like, the neon green hit. Um, stuff like that. I mean, Laura Marion 6s were fire. I wish I would have bought those when they were on sale. Um, but there's a lot of things that... If they're going to do it this way, cool. Just be consistent with it. That's all I think I'm asking. I think the other thing we also have to acknowledge is it's going to be a growing pain from a Nike side as well. I think there are going to be certain releases where we're going to vilify them because they didn't have enough credence to read the room and say, you know what, we got to make this a more generally available pair. And mm -hmm. I think the thing I'm most intrigued by is also the fact that are we going to see tiers of Kobe's? Are certain tiers or certain models going to yeah. elicit less of a stock run or more of a stock run? Because that's what Vanessa would want, or that's what Kobe would want. So it's going to be a very fascinating case study, lack of a better term, to see how this brand, and we do want to emphasize the fact that this is a brand, is going to grow in the next five to ten years. Yeah, so one of you two answer me this, because, Rowett, you brought up something I didn't explicitly think of. Is a Venice Kobe 8 going to get 
purchased by you now because you want Kobe stuff, even though you know you didn't like it the first time and you saw how lukewarm it was received in 2012, it changes. I'm not going to let. I'm not going to let it change my mind. I'm not going to buy the Venice Kobe 8 because I don't like the way that shoe looked then when Kobe was alive and Kobe was dead or f- probably five years from now. But do you think your mind can change on any colorways? Yeah. I mean, I think it's also one of those things where all of us have small children or small kittens and we want to tell them about our favorites. And Kobe is definitely a favorite for all three of us. So if it allows me to tell that story and kind of hopefully share that passion, sure. But yeah, I mean, the Venice Beach is also one of those things where that gray, for whatever reason, reminds me of whenever you did the old concept of mixing and matching Slurpee flavors and you had that ugly gray in there. That's what that shoe represents to me. So probably not. But then again, ask me when it's six weeks out from release and I get the hype and I get the excitement, not only from Nike, but fellow sneakerheads, fellow Kobe fans are saying, you know what, I got to have this shoe. Because there are some people like me who I still have my general release Kobe 8 Venice beaches. They still look like they've taken a beating and then some. And maybe it'll be a nice compare and contrast to bring the new hotness with the OG flavor. I mean, that's what I've liked since there were very few Kobe 8s I didn't like. uh, But I just never did get a pair of the Venice beaches. It's one of those things of like, you can't buy them all. And, um... Being able to get that pair, knowing that I had, I had to let it sit back in, was that 2012, 2013, whatever it was, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I mean, Kobe 8s were, again, my favorite shoe to play. Again, I, I think this, again, you, Roy, you said it perfectly. Be able to tell that story. Be like, hey, I can sit my kids down. This is, like, this is the best basketball shoe ever, or this is for, you know, one of my favorite players ever, and just really talk about that time in history from 2023, 2024, to, you know, comparing it to 12, 13 years before that. It's... It's interesting because I said like eight different times this episode, but everything's interesting to me. Um, Kobe is one of the few players, few brands, right? Let's use Allen Iverson as an example. People are constantly lamenting about how many Reebok questions there are, all these different colorways, whatever. Um, Jordan brand, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm over these explicit colorways not bad but you know there's so many different avenues they're approaching kobe i think is the one athlete where i'm like i don't care if you give me a neon purple hot pink and black kobe that i've never seen before like if it, if it works on a shoe i don't have any reservations about whether or not it's an og colorway or a pro tro like i don't care if it was a pe if it has kobe's name on it and i liked it and i like the way it looks yep it's, it's going to be a victim of my wallet. Yep. No, I think that's the fairest way to look at it because I think as I get older as a sneakerhead, I have to instill certain rules to keep me disciplined. So, like, I'm not going to buy a non-OG colorway on certain Jordan pairs because, for me, that's one way of limiting myself and, more importantly, my wallet from getting into a tummy ache, lack of a better term. But that being said, the Kobe brand just feels different. And I like the analogy you made where Reebok, for all intents and purposes, sometimes could be viewed as the Allen Iverson brand. And I don't think Kobe is going to get that much autonomy from Nike in terms of its own brand. But I am interested to see what that first new, new colorway is going to look like. Are we going to see the same backlash that sometimes we see with Jordan brands? Because there are instances, I don't necessarily agree with it all the time, but there are instances where a new Jordan colorway comes out and people lambast it because all they're thinking is this is just a cash grab. There's no real story there. And that to me will be the true indicator of how we as a consumer base have 
evolved and adapted to this Kobe Bryant thing because right now the halo is still probably the most appropriate thing to call this brand because there is no such thing as a bad Kobe, I would say, for the next 18 months. That's the measure and effectiveness of the Kobe brand is that first shoe that's kind of mid. And I'm not talking about the cut. Something you still have to remember is that these are, a lot of these are still mock-ups. We have no idea if these are actually the real colors that are coming out. We still yeah. have to wait for the final verdict. So I know we can say, Ugh, some of these are kind of, Ugh. but I think there's some more to be said. Like the, that kind of weirdest green color. I like that for, but something told me that's not the actual color. Something told me there's more to that one. Um, if I can ask the question, Mike, is that supposed to be a tribute to the Eagles? Because I get Philly for Allen Iverson vibes from that shoe for some reason. And maybe yeah. I Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But they already have a Philly shoe that looks like the 76ers. So it's kind of weird to go. I mean, you could do, I mean, all the Philly teams. But that green is very weird to me. It seems like it's something that belongs in that, that fade to back black pack. So if they're kind of referencing that, understood. Uh, but my big thing, I think, when it comes down to the Kobe's, of course, availability but also, he wanted kids to be able to wear it. So if I can get stuff for my son, who's at the age of, you know, you know, fitting, you know, nicer shoes, uh, that would be cool to get my son introduced to that brand. And even lower, if my if my daughters, if they if it's something to make it even you know, smaller sizes, if I could lace the whole family up in Kobe's, and not have to, you know, I'll be happy. So. I think we can all kind of agree, like this, Ro. You you bring up storytelling. And storytelling is very important, but then I like to refer to it as the Air Maxification mm -hmm. of of a shoe, like the Air, Air Max line, right? All the models lumped into one. There's storytelling. There's heritage shoes. They go into the weeds, you know, partnership collabs, yada yada. But then there's a hundred. If I'm being generous, I mean, if I'm being not generous, probably like two hundred. Air Max shoes a year that has come out because they come out. It's just like that color looks cool. I refer to like the foam posit Air Max 97s Mike showed earlier today. Anybody ask for that colorway? No. Does it look oh, cool? Random. Yes. <laughs> um, you could do that to the Kobe line. And I don't think you're going to get a lot of like, there's no Kobe story behind this. You don't need to have a Kobe story behind it. If there's full size runs, if it's unisex, so an eight year old girl or a 40 year old guy can wear. A cool looking, let's call it Eagles Kelly Green Kobe 8 that has no real reason to exist other than it looks cool. I think a lot of us are going to be okay with that, myself included. Yep. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm very cool with it. Uh, I also kind of want to take things to another point that was mentioned earlier in this episode. You guys mentioned a point about Kobe's disciples, right? And all due respect to Kyrie, he's no longer in Nike, so I don't think we really consider him. But the likes of Devin Booker, the likes of Sabrina Ionescu, they are his pupils. I think the other thing that this Kobe brand unlocks is that Try a time old tradition of collapse. I think we're going to see a Sabrina Kobe colorway. I think we're going to see a Devin Booker Kobe colorway. I think we're going to see hybrid shoes. And I think once again, that's one of those things where if you're trying to touch into a new audience, a new market. So if an older brother grew up with a Kobe Bryant or a dad grew up with a Kobe Bryant, their kid is more likely to grow up with a Sabrina Ionescu or a Devin Booker. The link is there. And I think that's the other thing that they're going to hopefully plant seeds about. Because if we're looking at it from a non-Kobe perspective, I would think the most excited basketball sneaker right now for me is the Sabrina one when it comes out and inevitably there should be that collaboration because that to me was his most significant and star pupil not Kyrie not Devin Booker so so they should and they need to do that because the Sabrina looks great 
it is a great basketball shoe. The Devin Booker looks ugly. It's not a good-looking basketball shoe. And those two lines, for this reasons, are going to need a Kobe link to survive at, at some point because the Sabrina is a fantastic-looking shoe, but everybody wants New Balance 550s, Vimeros, and, you know, they want lifestyle, technical-looking shoes. That, they don't want... No, no, they don't want basketball shoes like that. So if you want to move Sabrina's off the court for the general public, you have to attach but, Kobe to her at some point. But see, I honestly think that the Sabrina is the first shoe in a long time that I could rock off court as well as on court. So I thought they oh, were you could, yeah. that leap back into basketball, sportswear, streetwear hybrid. So, Oh, all the, anybody who likes a basketball shoe, like the three of us recognize it's a great looking shoe because it is. Like there's no disputing that. But like kids nowadays – who are getting into shoes aren't they're looking for lifestyle they're not looking for performance basketball but if that performance basketball has a kobe link and looks cool like lifestyle ish man then then her another level of potential gets unlocked for her line i think it's to do great as a basketball shoe with people you know going to jd sports and buying it nike direct and buying the shoe it's gonna do great but like on the streets on the concrete like it's going to need more than a gray colorway or a red colorway. That Kobe lineage, something. It's going to be great. It's going to, It could be a good thing. Okay. The Booker stuff, I still don't know what they're doing with Devin Booker. That could be a whole – that's going to be a whole other conversation because um, that shoe looks like it's stuck in – It's stuck in 2006. <laughs> it's like it's like the Amari Stoudemire shoe mixed with like an Air Max 20 – not Air Max, Air Force 25, um, like the 25th anniversary edition. Uh Interesting take for Devin Booker, but um, last question as we as we get out of this episode, what's one Kobe eight colorway you would like to see in the next Christmas? Year? Christmas with the lights or ugly sweater, whatever it's called. That's the one I want to see. I'm gonna go off the beaten path. I'm going to ask because now they've shown a precedence with the reverse Grinch. Give me a reverse Mamba Curial eight. Ooh. That'd be cool. I, I could definitely do that one. Um, man, I have to do, I'm such a basic, the Sulphur Kobe 8, because I like this co- Laker color stuff, or the Blue Blitz. The Blue Blitz is one I did not have. Um, or the Baby Blue one. They call it 5 a.m. blue on the Kobe 10, but on the Kobe 8, um, it's just that kind of like blue. It's not Duke, though. It's just like royally blue. And give me another What the Kobe 8 as well. Oh, hell yeah. Like I think that's the one the streets are clamoring for. I've had I have I'm fortunate enough to have a pair. It's one of those shoes every time I wear it out, I inevitably have to make between 15 to 30 minutes of extra time if I'm going out somewhere because somebody's going to want to talk to me about it in the spirit of Nick Engvall. And it's one of those things where it's like that shoe is awesome. That shoe needs to be on more people's feet because it just unlocks a level of confidence not only for you as a wearer but for you as a spectator because you just want to talk to people that have that shoe on and kind of profess your love for it. I guess one more for me would be make an Olympic uh, colorway. I always love a good Olympic shoe. Yes. Make an Olympic. Kobe 8, I'm down with it. How about this one-upper guy that I am? Give me a what the with all of his Olympic shoes. Red, white, blue, and gold. Like, figure it out. And Nike basketball is good for it. I know that they are. They've got a lot of high-performing, high-level people over there. Yeah, all of that. Um, I think Bobby Portis in particular and all oh, these yeah. Team USA players with – that Kobe gate's been open, man. Because, I mean, something about a midsole with a red speckle. Um, Last it looks one. good. What, what the Christmas? That'd there be a dope one. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm not going to lie. Just give me a jet black and all black Kobe. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no the halo. I don't. I really don't love. But like, I'm gonna wear the hell out of that because I can keep a pair of shoes clean, unlike Rowett. Yeah. So I'm gonna. <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm not even shamed by it. Real, recognize real, and you're looking real familiar over there, Robbie. I want them. They look good. Uh, yeah. Of everything we just said, the revenge, the revenge, the reverse Grinch is still my favorite shoe. Like that's that's the one Kobe. Uh, once I saw Anthony Davis wear it what, like two years ago, I'm like, oh my god, I need that thing. Um, so, oh, and what's even funnier about that is I have two different friends with that shoe currently. Like, and they wear them now. They've had that Pro Tro made for two and a Ooh. half years. Uh, like, let's let's release it now, which makes you think about how long you keep your shoes and if you wear them enough and if you store them in the right place because if you tell yourself you bought them one year you gotta think about when they were actually made so wear your shoes all right guys thanks for listening to this episode and uh follow at sneaker history leave a review leave a like on spotify as well yes spotify now has reviews leave us something ratings reviews a little snack. A picture of Mike's feet if you leave us a good enough review. I don't think anybody yeah. wants that. Yeah. Ah, the internet tells me otherwise, old friend. Find Rowett on Feet Finder, and we will see you guys later. The Hindu hammer on OnlyFans. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Peace. See you. The Hebrew hammer. No, no, the Hebrew hammer was that movie from like 2002. Yeah. Always oh. on Comedy Central. Yeah. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.